ladies and gentlemen, it's the Short News Podcast with your host, Alex Madoff. back to the short news podcast i am your host alex mador back after a very long hiatus thank you thank you thank you the, the, the american people deserve an explanation they deserve an explanation folks and that, that, that that's what i intend to do hey you got you got people on the left, you got people on the right, you got people in the middle, you got Israel and uh, and Gaza, you got hummus, you got hummus. Now, I, I like hummus. I like it on my pita bread. It's delicious, and I want to fuck it, folks. I want to... <laughs> Stick my dick in 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 hummus. Oh, what is that a kid? Oh, oh, what the fuck? These these soundboard sounds are are very loud. I I don't know what's going on there. Um. Hey, oh, I should call her. Anyways, the what what the fuck is going on? Uh, I guess we got a lot to talk about here. There's a lot going on in the world that I've just neglected this entire summer and the whole fall. Um, the return of the short news podcast does not mean that the Pool House series is coming to an end. That is not a limited series. Um, Kelsey and I should be recording the new episode probably, I don't know, after this comes out um, where we got to you got to make some corrections on some things. Mostly me. I have to make some corrections on, on, on some things. And I'll, I'll do some of that here. I'll do some of that here. Um, listen, we, we at the Short News Podcast know that we have developed some great interpersonal connections with a lot of people who listen to this show. Some of them who are no longer with us, passed away. Some of them who are certain... Um, former Obama administrative professionals who I am afraid are going to put a red beam on my head if I don't say the right things. Anyways, uh, or uh, have had relationships with others um, who might be listening to this, and I'm so sorry uh, that you... you, um, Why are you here? Anyways, there's been a lot going on. I... Like I touched upon, but I was a lot more drunk on the pool house. Uh, I I quit drinking. 80 days. I had 80 days. It, w- it was nice, but then some things happened, and I broke my sobriety streak. At, like, day 81, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I something has to break. Something's got to go. I don't know, uh, like, I don't know how far I'm going to spiral if I don't just go back to this thing that's going to momentarily make me feel better. Yeah, make me sick the next day. But it's what I did. It's what's going on. And like like I said, on the pool house, in not as eloquent ways, um, I was in a relationship for the summer and some of the fall. And really, really great person. Um, it was nice. While it lasted, sorry, I, I heard a creaking outside and I got scared. Um, it, it, it was nice. I really fell for this person. And I was starting to make a, a lot of life changes. But at the same time, you go through, how do I want to word this? I'm, I'm turning into Joe Biden, but like usually I'm not at a loss for words here on this show. You, you can fall for someone really hard. You can have very strong feelings for someone. And I guess that's what makes it even harder when y'all realize, I say y'all, when y'all realize that you want different things for your futures. You want different things just in general. You can like want that person, 
But that person's not going to be your everything. Because if one person is your everything, what happens when they're gone? You have nothing. And that's a really shitty way to live. And I don't know if I sound a little scramble-brained here. It's been a long couple of days. A family member of mine is in the hospital, and I'm just hoping he's fucking okay. October is not a good month for us Maidors. And that, there's a lot of empirical evidence for that. Um, it's been hard these last couple of weeks. It's been really difficult. And I think online, uh, depending on where you find me, on like TikTok or on the pool house with Kelsey, I try to be really light about these types of things because I feel like that that's more fun than opening up about the pain that comes with this and the things before. And I don't want this to be a whole nother like relationship episode or mental health episode where I'm talking about now you need to learn how to be alone. What does this have to do with uh, current events and politics? It doesn't, but I'm explaining where the show went. Um, I was getting to a point creatively where you know, I was working on music. I still am. Uh, you can find me on TikTok doing lives like most of the time um, or most nights these days doing like four hour mini concerts. Um, I was doing that. I was doing the pool house with Kelsey. I was doing my day job. I was doing my other job, running social media for a startup. I was working on my own social media um, and also, you know, spending time with my girlfriend and taking care of my cat. And there's only so much time in the day. Something's got to give. And I was thinking that for a while. I didn't want it to be her. But it was, folks. That, that, that's what happens when you're not ready. And I'm not ready. Maybe I'm not ready to um, be in something. And maybe I wasn't ready to begin with. And that's really painful. That's painful for both parties. Um, and, and I didn't even know. Like, I was like, I'm ready. Like, I'm, I'm good. I feel great. Um, this is a great person. Why would I want to pass up this opportunity? And without going into too much, it was great for a while until clarity hit. And I didn't want it to end. But I understand that it had to because nobody wants to be seven years down the road realizing, oh, fuck, did I make a mistake? And I've been in that mistake for seven years. And I think there's like a six month rule with relationships. If you've been like a long term relationship where every year you need six months to heal every year that you were with someone and that that really pissed me off seeing that when I was looking it up the other day because I was like how long how long is right to wait then so seven years it's like 3.5 three and a half years I would need to fully recover according to the six month rule now I'm sure it's different for everyone I don't know what it is for me and that really frustrates me because all I want to do is move on. Now all I want to do is move on from this. And when I was on the pool house episode with Kelsey last time, I made that backhanded joke about, oh, sorry, like, yeah, that's my, sorry, that's a notification from Tinder. Like, I just got a match or whatever. And we started laughing about that. And Kelsey was like, you, you fucking asshole. And like, we're, this is staying in, you motherfucker. And she, she... We were joking, but at the same time, like we talked off of the pod. She's like, you're not, you, you shouldn't be on there. It's not right. You need to, you need to move on in a healthier way. And she's not the only one who said that to me. And yeah, it was funny to, to have that. I think that's like a priceless podcast clip to have because of just the timing of all of that. But there are consequences to those types of things when they're rooted in reality. And there are people who are going to see that or hear that who are already hurt because of me, who 
are now seeing or hearing that and are probably even more hurt. And I haven't been in my right mind for the last couple of weeks. The mania is only just starting to um, wear down. And I don't know if it's because I'm just tired or if I'm just tired of feeling like this and I'm going through like the different stages of grief according to my smart friends. And they'll they'll say because I don't know, yesterday something happened where I like I saw something or I was somewhere or I saw something and, and it, it I finally was able to be mad. Not at her. Okay, at her, yeah. But also mad about the situation and mad at myself. And yes, mad at her. Um we're not gonna we're not gonna go into that, folks, believe me. We're not gonna go into the flip flop the fucking flip flop flopping folks. The the roller coaster. Oh, oh stop it. Stop it right now. I'm 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 telling myself to stop here. And we say bye bye. <sighs> yeah. Um fuck me, right? I I am a foot in mouth type of guy. I say stupid shit all the time. I do stupid shit all the time, especially in the face of grief or loss. That is when I become the worst version of me. And if you see me on social media, if you see me on Twitter, on Instagram, TikTok, I try to keep it a little cleaner because of the TOS over there. Um, but if you see me, you know, it, it, it looks like a, a bad situation, right? Like it looks like a this dude's gonna end up fifty-one fiftied sometimes it feels like or looks like. And sometimes for me it's felt like that. And here I am, like I guess relapsing on drinking. I, I hate to even call it that because I only had eighty days of sobriety, but that that's already a a, a concerning step. And I'm willing to acknowledge that while also saying, hey, I know that I have to do this right now. And the only way that I'm going to properly quit is if it's for me this time around. Not for anyone else. Not because anyone else told me that they were concerned about it. Um, not because of, you know, external forces of any kind, but because of me. Because I look at this and I say, hey, wouldn't it be great? To just not have such a shitty relationship with alcohol? I don't know. Yeah, probably. This time around, quitting was not easy. Those, those whole 80 days, I was like, shit, what am I going to do now? And I think me thinking I was ready to be in another relationship uh, was partially because the drinking that I was doing up to that point before I quit was allowing me to run away from the actual pain and loss and feelings that I had about losing someone that I was with for so many years, who became such a staple in my life for a whole quarter of my time on this planet. Sorry, I'm just opening this Snapchat. Oh, 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 you, you are so cute. Stop it, Alex. Stop it. Stop it. And I'm getting a phone call. Sorry, just one one second. I got to type out this. My dad called. It was about the the hospital situation. It's not my dad. He's all right. He's he's good. We're just talking about this. Um, uh, and let me just send this Snapchat reply. Rash or not, you still look adorable. Stop! Stop it! Stop it, Alex. Fuck. It's like like the it's like the Venom symbiote suit. Is that is that a current event? Is that a current event? The Venom symbiote suit? Spider-Man 2 on PS5 is out, folks. I don't have a PS5. I play on a PC like a fucking adult who doesn't have a television. Anyway. <laughs> what was I talking about? Alcoholism? Um, you gotta want it for you. You gotta want it for you, and that goes for anything. That that goes for also recovering from breakups, for recovering from loss. You've gotta want to dig yourself out of that hole. No one can push you to do that because that's not authentic. If you don't want it in your heart, you're not gonna get anything moving. The ball is not gonna be rolling there. 
You're just going to be in a rut forever. Being weighed down by all this baggage, not able to climb out. And I need to do that. I really need to do that so fucking badly. Because since it all ended, I've realized how impossible of a time I have with being alone. Whether it be in my house, which is alone with no humans, no conversation, or just alone with my thoughts, or alone at work, or wherever. It's overwhelming, it's dark, and I hate it. And I don't know if it's because I hate myself still. I thought I've dealt with that. I thought I, I had learned to love myself. Apparently not so much, I guess. Which really sucks, which is really frustrating. And that could also snowball into hating myself more. Like, come on, you fucking asshole. You got into this whole other thing. And you, like, you got hurt and you also hurt this person. And, like, now you're both hurt because, like, you weren't fucking over some other shit. Because you didn't do the work. You didn't do the homework, bud. And it's not just that. Like, there's also, as someone who's... (laughs) had to focus on their mental health a lot, you know, without going too much into it. Um, There's a certain fear that comes with um, being by myself. Um, I mean, I haven't done that a lot in the last eight years. And I, it's, it can be torturous to just be alone with myself. But that must mean it must really suck to be around me as a separate person. I would rather me be alone with this misery for however long than bring someone else into that darkness ever again until I'm not that person anymore, until I don't have those problems anymore. And I don't know how the fuck long that's going to take. Maybe it is going to take three and a half years. I don't know. We're going to have to find out. Sorry, I was... I, if I keep pausing, or if it seems like I, I change a pace, um, I, I was responding to, to a voice message with a voice message. Um, technology is cool, folks. Uh, I got a new iPhone recently. Um, I got the iPhone 15 Pro. I got a message from AT&T. They're like, hey, how the fuck you doing? It's Tony from AT&T. I, I, I want you to know, you give us your old phone, you get a new one for free. You pay the, the same price or less per month, you get the new shit. How is this legal? I don't know. We're fucking AT&T. F- fucking forget about it, yeah? Chuck E. Cheese molested me when I was a fucking kid. And I, I, yeah. And that's why I'm a mafioso who runs AT&T. Yeah, come get this iPhone 15 Pro. It fell off the back of a fucking truck. Woke up this morning, went to AT&T. Got a new iPhone, now I can watch more pornography. I'm single and alone, yeah, that's all that I can do. And now I sit here and I do a podcast too. Woke up this morning, alone and sad as fuck. Woke up this morning Drinking lime readers all the time Throwing up in the toilet, yeah I'm gonna have to cut so much of this out But then I wanted to add on to like um, What, what I was saying at the, the Drunker podcast from previous Is that a sentence? Was that a sentence? I am a little stoned, I will say that um, I, yeah, I was I jumped onto the dating apps right after it ended because I was like, I can't be alone. And that was stupid. And like, I still, still on there. Have I checked any of them? No, not really. Uh, like there's a lot, a lot of messages. I feel bad that I'm just like not responding to. And I'm like, damn, am I missing wonderful opportunities to meet like and connect with great people? Probably. But am I the person that I need to be to be great for those great people? I don't think I am, personally. I think there's a lot of work that I need to do by myself before I can do that. And a lot more moving on now. Like, I thought thought there was a lot of moving on I had to do last year. 
around this time. Oh, oh, this year, dude, I've written 42 songs. I've written 42 songs. And that's great, like, for release, releasing, because that means I can put out one album, like, next month, which is the plan, as long as all goes well. Um, and then a couple months from then, I can put out another. And then a couple months from then, I can put out one more. And they're going to be much better than anything I've put out this time because there's a, a lot more emotion put into these. And it's the Taylor Swift method. It's get broken up with and then use that pain to turn it into great songs. Um, except I'm not, I'm not a cute little white girl from, from Tennessee or wherever she's from. I'm a, a, uh, a short Korean man from Connecticut. Not, not really the same ring to it, you know? And I think also another thing, um, friends, are, friends are very important. Your friends are going to get you through shit like this. And it's important to, uh, to make sure you keep those friendships intact, those connections intact. Um, because then like, you don't have to feel alone. You've got your community. You've got your group. Y'all are, why do I keep saying y'all? You guys are looking out for each other. You've got each other's backs. And that shit is awesome. You know? That's a really good thing to have in your life. And no friendship that you have should be taken for granted. I'm saying this as someone whose best friend is no longer with us. Does any of what I'm saying even make sense? I don't know. Am I trying to relearn how to be a podcaster again? Not only be a podcaster, a solo podcaster, but also how to be a person on my own again? Absolutely. That's the most important thing. And when we lose track of that, that's when shit starts falling apart. And if it's too easy to lose track of that, then that's, that's something you got to work on by yourself. And like I already said, I have a lot of trouble with being by myself. It's a scary fucking time. And I used to be really good at that. But then I look back at those times and I'm like, was I or was I just really, really stoned at 5 a.m. watching whatever was on Adult Swim at like age 18? Just enjoying the fact that I didn't have a bedtime anymore. Which is different. I mean, that's a new type of freedom. Not having a bedtime anymore? Holy shit. That's like, I could, I, I could stay up as, as late as I want. Like, I worked at a supermarket at the time. And I'd have to like, like be up till, or not have to. I would be up till 5 a.m. getting high as fuck off of the smallest amount of weed. And then wake up at like 9. So maybe get like four hours of sleep tops and then go into my supermarket job and somehow do that job. Um, yeah, 18 year olds we're we were built different back then when we were 18. Um, crazy. The amount of energy, the amount of stamina now, like my knees hurt, my back hurts, my heart hurts, my mind hurts. I can't be alone with myself. I put on adult swim at 5am and I just cry. Like, why is this so sad? Like, what? I should be kind of psyched about the time that I get to myself, you know? A lot of people are. Most people that I've talked to uh, where I'm like, do you get like this? They're like, not really. Like, when I get off work, I can just, like, sit at home with my dog and, and watch TV and have a, a glass of wine and, and do that until I pass out. That's relaxing. That's great. And I'm like, geez, because like for me, it's a very different experience. It's torturous. Like it, 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 my heart rate goes up. I, I keep trying to keep myself busy. I can't stay in one place. It's like the same issue I have with taking naps. I can't do it unless I'm sick. Um, because naps, just like I feel too stagnant. I feel like I'm not moving around. I'm not being productive. I'm not doing something. And any time where I'm still, or silent, or alone, 
that freaks me out because I get that same type of uneasy feeling. And that's, like I said, that's really something I have to work on. But look at us. Look at us right now. Look Look at me. Sorry. Look at me right now. Doing this podcast alone in this pool house. There's nobody here. My cat's not here. She's in the other room. She doesn't fuck with this podcast. Um, and and I, I, I'm alone. And I'm having a good time here. We haven't even talked about current events yet. There's a big, big fucking thing going on right now. And, and by big fucking thing going on around the world, I'm talking about the release of Spider-Man 2 for PS5. Yeah, that's right. Spider-Man 2 for PS5 plays your favorite characters, Peter or Miles Morales, or sometimes Mary Jane, even if you don't want to, as they fight Venom in the symbiote. Marvel Comics. All rights reserved. The, 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 I, yeah. I want to play it. I want to play it, but that means I'd have to buy a PS5, which I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to buy a PS5. I have a, I have a fucking PC. That does ray tracing better than any console fucking can. That's insane. This exclusive, this console exclusive bullshit needs to stop. And it does. And it does. Because two years from now, they're going to do like Spider-Man 2 remastered for PC and Xbox and whatever the fuck. And, and your smart fridge. And your Nintendo Switch from 20 years ago or... The NES, Nintendo GameCube, Spider-Man remastered on your your soldier game. What am I doing? I've heard good things about the, the game. I've seen a lot of gameplay. I, I've had it spoiled for me, like the whole story. I did it myself. Like, I, I spoiled it for myself. Why am I acting like I'm the victim here? I'm not. Um, it, it's great. I, I'm, I want to get a PS5. I'm thinking about it. I'm very much considering it. And what? I I don't have a TV. I have a projector. I'm going to plug it into my fucking projector and play PS5 that way. That kind of seems excessive. But I'd do it for Spider-Man. I'd do it for you, Spider-Man. What voice was that? (laughs) Godspeed, Spider-Man. Eat my nuts, Spider-Man. All right, the real big problem going on in the world what a pivot. There's a, uh, there's a little bit of a scuffle, a little bit of a scuffle going on between uh, Israel and Gaza. And I am not very well versed in foreign policy. So I'm very afraid to touch that even with like a 20 foot pole. I don't want to say much about that. I will say, all right, like Israel, you guys have the best um, like missile defense systems. You guys have the best fucking military that I've seen. I I think that like you could you you you're very you're very powerful and we don't have to go down this road. I'm sick of war. That's where I'm going to end end this shit with. This this segment right here, the foreign policy segment. We don't need another war. We already have Russia and Ukraine. And while I think all of that bullshit Putin is pulling is exactly what I said. Bullshit. I also don't think that we should be using tax money to send a bajillion dollars worth of, of like Patriot missiles to, to fund a war that really shouldn't involve us, aside from the fact that we need to upkeep our uh, status as a superpower. And uh, we, meanwhile, we have people living in tents throughout our country who can't afford to pay rent, who can't pay their bills, yet our taxes go towards shit like this, which shouldn't even involve us. And who says they're not going to do that again here if they haven't started doing that already? And that bothers me a lot. That bothers me a lot for the sole reason that They say they can't do anything about the housing crisis in America. They can't do anything about inflation. They can't do anything about people being underpaid for massive amounts of labor. But they could. 
That's the thing. They could. Clearly they could. If they have the money to send missiles to other countries for them to fight their wars. By proxy, fighting other countries' wars. I, I would really love to know where the heads are at. Where, where are the fucking brains in these American politicians that we have running our shit right now? These old ass pieces of shit. Have we talked about Mitch McConnell freezing up those two times? I don't think we have. But I think homie's on his way out. And I won't say anything about my feelings on that. Aside from, this is why we gotta stop electing these elderly pieces of shit to run a country that they're clearly not going to be around to see the consequences of their decisions on. I'm sick of it. We don't need that. We need people who are going to fight for our futures because they have a stake in that. Not because, or, or not making decisions because corporations have stakes in them. There are a lot of times lately where I've asked myself, what is our government actually here to do? Are they here to protect us and like watch out for us? Or are they here to enforce shit on us that they themselves don't follow and then squeeze us dry for every ounce of everything that we have while lining their own pockets? I don't know about you, but when I get those emails from either political party asking for donations, I like to look up the net worths of the people who are begging for those donations, who say that that will somehow help the future or save us or our liberties or our rights, and they end up doing nothing. I've donated. I know plenty of people who have donated. Joe Biden's going around with that, 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 that dark Brandon mug that changes color with heat which I, I was tempted to get. I, w I was very tempted to get it. But I don't want to donate to the Biden campaign again. I, I donated more than I should have to the Biden campaign last time. Um, was part of that because I wanted to win the, the contest to get a phone call from Joe Biden? Yes, it was. But I was too optimistic about a career politician who is, yes, I said in the past, in 2020, I said he's good because he's malleable. And I meant by that, malleable to the voters, to us, to the people. We can bully this guy into doing what we want. Apparently not. He's got other special interests. He's got other people telling him what to do. And I don't think the man really knows what's going on most of the time. And I, I hate to sound like Fox News or whatever, like, or Newsmax. But it's very clear that this is a man that is too old to be running again for the highest office in this country. There's a lot of people of all ages that should not be in that job. And if you're like 81 or whatever, like, you kind of, it's kind of time to stop. Like, and you're that demented. And there's clear video ev evidence of you falling asleep during important things. Like, let the man go to bed, but, like, not on company time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's time to retire. I, I'm sure this, I'm sure he's got plenty of money in the presidency. Like, you could make more from other jobs. Um, why do this? Why do this again? Why put us through this again? This has been the most frustrating democratic presidency that I have personally lived through in all of my 27 years. Wow, that's not that much. But it has been the most just nail on chalkboard, gear grinding, democratic presidency that I have lived through. And I say democratic presidency because the last guy on the Republican side raised my fucking blood pressure. I don't want that either. Which is, they've put us in this position again where it's like, all right, you either get um, this sack of shit over here or you get this sack of shit over here. Now, it's up to you which one you think smells worse and you pick the other one. But, but that's the best we got, okay? Like, you, you gotta pick one and it's, it's, it's for your democracy, you know?
Like this is, this is, this is your, this is, I don't know. This is your future. And either way, it's pretty much the same. The same amount of sack of shittiness. And it's just like, one sounds like this. And the, the other, the other doesn't know his ass from his dick. And the other guy, the, the one that sounds like this, he's starting to lose his shit too. I mean, he was already losing his shit, but like, I mean, I think age is starting to get to Donald Trump, and I think we're seeing it in real time, and I'm calling that right now. Yeah, he was nutty before. He was nutty as fuck his whole, his whole life. But I, he just doesn't have the same oomph to him. He doesn't have the same amount of energy. He's getting low energy. He's very low energy now, folks. Believe me, Donald Trump is low energy. Low energy Donald, I like to call him. His voice is getting hoarser. He's tired. He's pale. He's not doing the, the fake spray tan. He's not sitting out in the fake sun getting a fake spray tan all the time. Believe me. I've seen it. They're, these guys have no vitality. These old pieces of shit running for president have no vitality. No energy. Low energy on both sides. And then you have fake tears, Chuck Schumer, who sounds like he's a robot. Believe me, I think he is. I've seen him. I've seen him plug in. He uses a wireless charger. It's called a chair, folks, but I don't believe it. Marjorie Taylor Greene told me they have space lasers. I don't, I don't know. Sorry, I was just sending another voice memo this time with a, with a Donald Trump impression. Believe me. Believe me. I am... I am learning to be by myself and not talking to women. Believe me. You can believe me. I am the greatest at being by myself, folks. I'm so great at being by myself. You think Joe Biden can be by, by himself? I don't think so. He needs handlers, folks. He needs someone to change his diaper five times a day. I only need that twice a day. They're old, is my point. They're old as fuck. One is late 70s, one is 80. Gonna be 81. So that means when he's done, if Biden wins again, dude, 23, 24, so like, well, like 85, 86. We can't have an 86-year-old dude running the United States of America. Do you, do you see how fucked up that is? On both sides, I don't care if you're a Democrat, a Republican, an in-between, the rent is too damn high party, whatever. You gotta see how fucked that is for us. Going from, like, a, a younger, more, like, energetic president, like Barack Obama, then to Mr. Cheeseburger McGee. We're gonna we're gonna build a wall. It's gonna be tall. It's gonna be huge. To where Donald Trump said build a wall. I I said uh, no, but now I say yes. My bad. Like we're fucked if we get any more like that. And I think the American people are starting to wake up to that. I saw a couple posts by um, the Sopranos um, Michael Imperioli who played Christopher. I, I got to have a little interaction with him on there. He said, I, I made the smartest point he heard all day uh, about like, you know, we just about what I'm saying right now. So shout out to Michael Imperioli. He was saying like, yeah, we need to stop. Uh, we need to stop fucking uh, electing these old ass officials, Uncle T. Like it's fucking crazy. They, they're not going to be around much longer. They're not going to be around when the world burns up, T. Christopher, what the fuck do you know about politics? The fuck, eat your fucking spaghetti, Christopher. You on, you on the H again? I don't think that's relevant, T. But yes, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm back on H, T. You got molested by Chuck E. Cheese, T. You told me that one time. I, I didn't fucking say shit. It was consensual. I was just 12. It was a bad time in my life. My mother, she was fucking dead to me. She took me down to Chuck E. Cheese. D, I, I know the story. You told it before. You're going to hear it again. You're going to fucking hear it again, Christopher. Hey, T, this shit with Israel is kind of fucked up, man. Listen, I'm not fucking picking sides. We're not going to say shit about this. I, I can take this shit from New York and them trying to put hits on me. But I'm not trying to get fucking canceled, okay, Christopher? 
Do you understand the fucking ramifications of being number one? Nobody understands how hard it is to, to not get canceled when you're number one. He goes home and finds out that Anthony Jr. tweeted hashtag free Palestine. You can't be fucking saying shit like this in my house, Anthony Jr. Do you know how many, do you know how many Israelis we, we, we work with? Anthony Jr.? They all saw that shit. They're coming, they're coming to fucking kill us. <laughs> HBO's The Sopranos 2023. Dad, they're... you're not taking an ethical standpoint here. It doesn't fucking matter what's ethical. I'm a fucking mobster. I kill people, Anthony Jr. I don't give a fuck. Get off the fucking Twitter. It's called X now, Dad. I don't give a fuck. Delete that shit right fucking now. You live in my fucking house. We do not tweet free fucking Palestine. Do you hear me, Anthony Jr.? Dad, they're, they're innocent. They're fucking terrorists, Anthony Jr. And I was molested by Chuck E. Cheese. Dad, why, why do you keep saying that? Because it's fucking important for the plot of this new Sopranos reboot. Where I was molested by Chuck E. Cheese. This is becoming out of hand. What else is going on in the world? Is there anything, like, relevant? Other than the presidential election, Israel and Gaza, and um, Tony Soprano getting molested by... Oh my god, Matthew Perry died. What the fuck? He drowned in his hot tub? Yo. No, no. Oh, fuck. And he was... He had been going through it for like a while. On and off. So that that very much concerns me about what, what happened there. Um, wow. Holy shit. Well, I, wow, um, I want to say rest in peace then to, fuck, to, to Matthew Perry, um, who was very inspiring for me, a very inspirational person for me when it comes to like getting over substance addiction. When I was addicted to pills, um, and then I got off of them, like I would read a lot about him or a lot of things that he would say about his struggles and I was like damn if Matthew Perry can do it then maybe I can but now you look at that and you're like fuck can can I like Matthew Perry couldn't I guess and that's really upsetting and that's really disappointing and that's really devastating and sad and yeah rest in peace all right, I do want to say, like, to lighten the mood a little bit, let's talk some more Sopranos. Welcome to, uh, welcome to Talking Sopranos. I'm, I'm Michael Imperioli, and this is my, my friend Steve Sharippa. We're gonna, Michael, it's great to be here. I don't know what we're gonna talk about, Michael, but, but I'm excited. Uh, today we're gonna talk about the finale of The Sopranos, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, Tony, so he wakes up, and, and he it looks like he's in a coffin, and there's organ music playing, and he's holding he's holding a, a, a rifle in his hand. It's a very badass scene, I will say, but the, the imagery there was very important for, to, to, to foreshadow what was coming. Yeah, Michael, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he, you know, he, he like, he, Tony, he, he woke up. In the morning, and he, he he got himself a gun, so you can kind of say it's like he's he's living the theme song, Michael. You know what I'm saying, Michael? Yeah, Steve. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, why did I fucking agree to this show, Steve? <laughs> but no, there was um, you know, the Columbus Day episode of The Sopranos. I think was like is still very relevant to this day, like to this time. For a show that's been off the air for, what, 16 years, it's like, holy shit. That episode was, what, like 20 years ago? And still, people are having this same discussion about Columbus Day, and should we be able to celebrate it? Or is it something that should be, like, forgotten about because the dude was a piece of shit? Uh, you probably know where I lie. A lot of you call me a woke-ass moron, but I, I, I think Christopher Columbus was kind of a dick. Um... We don't have to go into that too deeply. I'm very afraid to dive deeply into things right now. I'm dancing all over the place. This is my first foray back into doing this type of podcast, and I'm a little scared, I will say that. I'm at an ego death type place where I'm like, 
do I even know what I'm talking about? Like, what the fuck? Like, I know I studied this type of shit in college, but am I ready for this again? I don't know. Um, because I feel like Joe Biden sometimes. I feel dumb. I feel like my brain is a bunch of mush. And that I know is anxiety and and you got you got you got people trying to tell you not to not to meet beautiful women. It's too late. It's too late for you to 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 to, to it's too early for you to move on. I'm sorry, my words are not working. You you but you you wanna you wanna you you wanna uh, do do things with your penis, and what I what I say to that, what I say to that is uh, donate to my campaign, and you'll find out. That's what Bionomics is all about, folks. You got you got my campaign, and you got to donate to it. You got you got people trying to tell you now I'm old. Well, well, they're right. I'm old as fuck. I want to go to sleep. I want to sleep forever. And they won't let me. They keep waking me up. And I I want to go to sleep forever. Yeah. Are you awake now? People who are falling asleep to this podcast, are you awake now? I'm so sorry. Oh, God, what is this? fucking clusterfuck of an episode like my god i i am wow let me just respond to this text this is a friend of mine trying to figure out what's going on tonight but i got hospital shit to deal with you see when your brother is in the hospital because he he went near a peanut you, you gotta you gotta sit by the phone and make sure he he's Alive. That's what Bionomics is all about. And that's why EpiPens are uh, the cost of a rent of a New York City apartment. Yeah. You got. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You got. American people deserve the best. They deserve to spend the most. They deserve to be the most in debt. That's why you said you wanted health care. I said, okay, we'll make a second Top Gun movie. And we did. And we did, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You, you, wanted, you wanted unions. You, want, you wanted unions to be... Uh, a bigger and and get we want workers to get more rights. Well, instead, I gave you the dark Brandon coffee mug that changes color with heat. Yeah, yeah. You you ah promises made, promises promises done, folks. And and one more, one more. You told me. Wait, wait, wait. Let me get it. Let me get it back. <clears throat> well, well, you you told me to stop uh, sniffing hair, and I said no way, Jose. Yeah, I won't stop sniffing the hair. I love it. I love it, folks. You got you got to stick to your principles. That's what America's all about, folks. You got. Yeah, people telling you to stop, stop being creepy, stop sniffing hair. Well, I think you gotta keep sniffing hair, cause you gotta find out what shampoo is the best. And I, 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 that's why I made sure shampoo is double the price as the last administration. Because good hair, smelling hair is priceless. That's right. Yeah, you got good smelling hair. You got good smelling hair. You you better bring bring that up here so I can I can put my face in it. 
Thank you. Hey, we, we were, we, what were we going to talk about, folks? We were going to talk about uh, the, the troubles, troubles in Israel and Gaza. Well, I, I, I think uh, personally, you know, I, I know, I know a thing or two about, uh, about, uh, I know a thing or two about, about troubles. I know a thing or two about conflicts, folks. You, you, you got, I, I, and I don't mean this as, as, as Joe Biden. I, I'm saying this as Alex Mador, but in a Joe Biden voice, cause, cause that is how I dissociate from my feelings, folks. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes you're gonna think that that when you are having having a conflict and you you break up or you you got you got issues or whatever, sometimes you think the best way to go about it is to go to war. Well, just because you're two people from, or two, sorry, you're two countries from from two different backgrounds, folks, that doesn't mean you gotta you gotta go to war. You gotta shoot missiles at each other. That doesn't. That's not what that means. It means you gotta just go about your fucking lives separately. That means uh, yeah, I, not not making angry angry songs. About, about how you're mad. That means not tweeting stupid shit late at night when you're drunk off of Lamaritas. I'm talking to myself here. Not uh, not going to his his favorite spots to go to eat with his family to to rub in that you're happy. Uh, you got yeah yeah yeah. I don't know where that one came from. Hey, you gotta. You gotta fucking, uh, you gotta eat a, 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 a ice cream and, and forget. That's always been my solution to all of America's problems, folks. And then sniff some hair. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, wait, you got, you got the American auto workers out here. They, they, they need, they need money. They need health care. They need... They need other shit, folks. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna give them shampoo so they all smell their their hair smells good. We we gonna give them health care? Maybe I don't know. We'll see. Pull it out of a hat, out of my ass. We'll see, folks. This is this is so fucking bad, folks. This is what happens. To to, to 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 Alex, well, and he's going through a manic episode. You got you got uh, Joe Biden uh, talking talking about shit that he wished he could say, but he can't because he, he, he needs Joe Biden more than he knows. And that that is why I have implemented the Joe Biden dissociation method for this young little Korean boy. He, he gonna, every time he's confronted with, with his emotions, he's just going to go into Joe Biden. And that, that's what the people want. That's what the people want, folks. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's, that's why, why we, we do this. Hey, wow. Where am I? Fuck. Okay. All right. Shut it down. Shut it down. Oh, what else is going on? There's a Five Nights at Freddy's movie that came out. I'm about three quarters of the way through it. So I, I don't feel good about like, um, you know, about doing a full review. But so far, it's really interesting. It's really caught my intrigue there. Um, I, I mean, I have been a big fan of the franchise for a long time, like a closeted fan. Like, I know way too much about this lore where, like, 
I was watching this like, oh my god, that's the fucking thing from the thing. Like I remember that from the bite of the eighty three. That's different than the bite of eighty seven, though. People need to get that right. That those were two very different things. And William Afton, oh shit, that's totally him. He's gonna be in the. the I, I don't want to spoil anything, but they get a lot right. They did a lot of good things for the fan base, I think, with this one, and that was really cool to see. And you know what? Fuck. I I like five 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 nights at, at, at Frankie's. You ever you ever been to five nights at Frankie's? I I I that I I went down to five nights at Frankie's and I got myself a a, a, a I got myself a a, a a a bar of soap and some head. That that was a different time. Anyways. We are gonna we're gonna look at a relationship advice here because I'm the least qualified person to um to do that right now. But you know what? It's content and I wanna know. <laughs> Fuck. Alright, let's see. Let's see what we got here. My wife left me and won't return text messages or calls. Well, that's because she left. Boom, that's it, done. All right, we're good. Have a great... No, I'm kidding. Let me see. Ooh, this one's a painful one. Been there, brother. My 28 male girlfriend, 26 female of nearly seven years, confessed to me five days ago that she cheated on me two years into our relationship. We met on a dating app, Halloween night 2016. I had just turned 21 and had been in only one serious relationship until that point, which has lasted six months and ended with me being cheated on, but thankfully she confessed right away. I'm doing like the TikTok voice. I'll stop. I was definitely looking for a partner and talked to a variety of potentials, but we just clicked. We talked for about two weeks, mostly PG, but towards the end it started getting sexual and it was obvious there was an attraction. Mid-November was the first time we met. I drove two hours to hang out with her while her mom was away and we hooked up. Nice. That's commitment, dude. Two-hour drive? Holy shit. In the following week, she let me know she wouldn't. She would be moving an eight-hour drive away. Yo, we weren't official at this point, but I did feel strong emotions towards her, so I asked her to be mine the weekend she moved away. I reassured her I would visit her and that it would work out. For the next 2.5 years, we went back and forth visiting each other. I even hopped on a plane for the first time in my life to go see her. We've lived together since summer of 2019, and up until a few days ago, we're finally going to rent our own spot. I've never suspected she could be unfaithful because of how she's shown genuine care and support for myself and my family. We've been together for some of the most memorable events of each other's lives, graduations, parents, weddings, vacations, even adopted two cats a few months ago. The last two weeks have been especially fun since we started going out to places more. For the first time in years, I felt good about where I was in life, and I was super excited looking forward. Sunday morning was normal. She got up and went to church while I slept in. I got the call right around noon. She she sounded distraught. I really need to talk to you. Can you meet me in the car? I figured maybe she had an argument with our friend she usually goes to church with or some other issue not related to the relationship. When I went to her car, she was already sobbing. I love you now more than ever, she said. I don't recall how exactly the words went, but she began explaining to me how on Halloween night of 2018, so that's two years later, after they started getting together, she went out to an event with two of her coworkers, one guy and one girl. After the event was over, girlfriend dropped off the girl because her drop-off point was closest. Not sure what point girlfriend decided to let the guy drive. Claimed she was super tired by now as it was close to 2 a.m. By the time she realized it, they were in a parking lot and she didn't know where they were. She explained to me how she had never had any ideas about this guy or any attraction at all, but he was being really pushy about getting any action. Thinking about what happened next really messes with my head. He convinces her to make out, which she claims was disgusting for I don't know how long, but once she tried to say enough, he kept pushing for more. Eventually, they hop in the back seat and the dirty deed is done. According to her... She started crying not long after they started, and when the guy noticed, he stopped, grabbed her phone, and blocked himself from her Snapchat. What? My girlfriend still worked there for a while, but says they had zero contact afterwards and would avoid him all the time after. The way I see it, she had so many options, but she chose to cheat on me with someone she wasn't even attracted to, out of pity and weakness to stand up for herself. Now, I do believe her when she says it all came down to being pressured and confused, 
She's a super nice person, shy and reserved, and I could see how she could have been coerced back then. It still doesn't change the fact that it happened and I've been lied to for the past five years. Once it settled in on Sunday night, we talked again and it ended with me asking for space away from her, which she had respected and stayed with her friend the two following nights. On Tuesday, we talked after work and decided to try to work things through. She moved back in the night and every night since then we've been especially on each other. I still feel that I love her, but there's something missing. It's definitely the trust, but maybe more than that, I've woken up from nightmares the past two nights, rare for me to have nightmares, and they both included themes of being betrayed by her or being made to feel like I'm not enough. I'm struggling to choose where to go from here. I really want to work, but that really wanted to work, but that trust is broken, and I'm not sure if I'll ever get it back. I'm afraid if staying with her will end up bad for the both of us. Should I risk the pain of being hurt again, or put myself through the pain of letting her go? Oof. I haven't told anyone about this, and I'd really appreciate advice from someone who has been through similar or feels they have something of value to say. Oh God, wow, that's fucked. So wait, was she drunk? No, she wasn't. Okay, she wasn't drunk. She was dry. She was their DD. Like, I don't know. That's such a complicated one. Fuck. Because like, there was um, I mean, if she's telling the truth, then there was like pressure there. But yes, let's see. This comment says, "Uh, that's rape, buddy. Either she was raped or was lying about being raped. Either way, you say you believe her while also still calling it cheating. Those aren't the same." If you believe her, then you think she was raped, which isn't cheating or betrayal. If you don't believe... Well, I think what's weird is that like, he, the dude that did that, blocked himself from her Snapchat. Is that what he said on there? If she's telling the truth about that? Which is like, a, would be a weird thing to make up, too. Um, I mean, it, it kind of, it kind of seems like it, it could have been sexual assault. Let me see. Let me let me see what's going on here. Yeah, every, everyone in the comments is pretty much same like that that's assault, dude. Like that that I'm pretty sure that's assault. And that's all I can say on that and like I that wow, that is a comp, complex situation to be in. And I will say this. Um just from experience um in my previous engagement my with my ex like the seven years that we were together and we're engaged and stuff um when we first started dating maybe like less than a year in i was still at college she had graduated um early because she's smart like that and I, i'm not saying that facetiously i want to say i'm not saying that facetiously she's very driven um, and I was not, but I, so I was at college and I was at a party at my house, <laughs> the house that I lived in with a bunch of other people. And there was this girl there who like I had just met and we connected really well, but not in like a sexual way. I, I didn't see it that way in like a, in like an emotional and like a spiritual way. Like we had a lot in common and it, it's like when you feel like you've known somebody for a very long time and you can just like talk about whatever, anything. Um, and so this party happened at my house and it was a weird night, but um, you know, both of us were into energy work, like Reiki, energy healing, that type of stuff. I still am. I don't know if she is. I haven't talked to this woman in years, but... Um, she was like, can I do Reiki on you? And I was like, yeah, I haven't had somebody do that on me in a long time. Like, that would be cool. Fully trusting that that's what she, uh, that's what she wanted to do. And it was not. It was not. Because, like, you know, it started out as Reiki. Then it was wrapping her legs around me. And then it was kissing me. And me having to tuck and roll out of that situation. And I was like, wow. That, wow. Fuck. Um, I had to, I, I, I got out of there. I, I did get out of there. But like, it took me a very long time to tell my now, like my ex about that happening. Like years. It took me like 
Let me see. So, maybe three and a half years to tell her that that happened. But when I did tell her, she's like, yeah. I mean, like, you, you did the right thing, though. Like, you got out of there. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're not mad? And she was like, no. Like, I, I just don't know why you're telling me this now. And I'm like, because I felt fucking bad? <laughs> I don't know. Like, I felt like I did something wrong by letting her, like, get all over me like that. I don't know. Like, every, like, situations are different and complicated and fucked up. And... It, do, it does sound more like a sexual assault type of thing with this relationship advice. And you know what? I am not qualified for this type of shit is what I'm realizing. And I'm going to have to retool the podcast a lot more in the coming episodes because um, I'm not the same person that I was. And that means this show has to evolve too. It has to change. So I'm going to get to doing that this was a nice talk, I guess. Um, and I'll see you on the next episode. This has been the Short News Podcast. I'm Alex Mador. Have a great week. Have a great wherever you are. Happy Halloween. Ooh. Maybe I'll do a Halloween episode. I don't know. We'll see. But I love all of you very much. No, no one in particular. I just love all of you. All right, have a great one. Deuces.